Hi, everybody. I am Dr. Melissa Rich. You are listening to Taking Care of Your Temple podcast. This is a podcast with the objective of helping women connect with God regularly and use His grace, power, and strength to improve their physical, emotional, mental, and physical health. And there are four main ways that I encourage people to do this. The first one is to keep our focus on God. The problem is, even though we want to do that, there are so many distracting things going on that we can lose our focus. So we get distracted, we get pulled away, we chase rabbits. So we have to keep pulling ourselves back, keep pulling ourselves back and keeping our focus on God. The second thing is acknowledging that we are not enough on our own. We're not enough anything. We're not strong enough, smart enough, quick enough, whatever it is enough, and we need God, God's help in order to get through. Fortunately, thank goodness for us, He is very happy to give that to us whenever we ask Him for it. The third thing to remember is it is about progress, not perfection. God does not expect us to be perfect, ladies. Thank goodness. I mean, really, can I get a big amen? Because how many of us are perfect? You notice I'm not raising my hand. Yeah, we aren't. But it's okay as long as we are making progress. The fourth thing is to really work on consciously changing our thoughts or the messages that we give ourselves. Those messages are so powerful. They impact how we think, feel, and act. So periodically and regularly, we need to be checking them out and making sure they're aligned with what God has for us. So we're going to start off with a prayer. Lord, I just lift up this podcast to you. I lift up the women who are listening to it. I lift up myself. I just ask that we will all continue to move forward in the path that you have designed for us. I ask that we will really remember to ask you for help, to keep checking in with you regularly, to know that we don't have to do it on ourselves, that you don't expect that. And just thank you, Lord, for loving us. Okay, so my goal every week is to give you guys some good tools, some good tips and techniques, three three T's, um, that will help you feel and function better. So sometimes on the podcast, I will do that by having awesome and amazing guests. Other times, you will get moi. Today, you get me. Lucky you. So we are going to talk about a really important topic today, and that's one of the reasons I'm doing it by myself, because I know that a lot of you struggle with things. I was a family therapist for 28 years. I'll talk about this periodically. And I know a lot of people struggle with toxic thoughts, negativity, fear, doubt, insecurities, all the all the bad things. Well, what if I told you that there was something that you could do that would help with everything that I just mentioned, plus a lot more? This thing is free, although sometimes you can pay for it if you choose to, but you don't have to. You can do it by yourself. You can do it with other people. You can do it at your home. You can do it away, and it will help you This magic thing will help you have more energy. It will clear away brain fog. It certainly has for me. It will increase your willpower, improve your sleep, help you function better in every area of your life. Anybody interested? Want to know more? Okay. The thing that I'm talking about here is exercise. Now, before you tune me out here and go do something else, hold on. If you're the kind of person who thinks that exercising is a dirty word, right there with you for a long time. I was there, ladies, for many, many years. That's kind of where I lived. About 20 years ago, I was overweight. I was out of shape. 
I had a host of aches and pains every time I moved. I literally remember one time sitting in my living room in a chair. And as I started to get up, and again, I was like in my early 40s, I was creaking everywhere. Things were hurting. And I thought, okay, this is not good. This this is not a good thing. Um, my sons were preteens, and I was still carrying around a lot of baby weight. Sound familiar to anybody? Yeah. I knew that I had to make some changes, but I just was so reluctant to do that. And I had several things that were working against me. One of them being, I really liked food. So I I hated the idea of having to go on a diet. I mean, that just did not thrill my soul at all. I hated to work out. (laughs) There was absolutely no exercise that I enjoyed at all, ever. I mean, there just wasn't. And the third one for me was that I liked feeling full all the time. Well, in order to do that, you have to eat every two or three hours. So again, these are things that were all working against me and combined together that trifecta made it really difficult for me to lose weight. However, in my favor, having having said the things that were working against me, I never thought that I was stupid, worthless, or weak. I always liked and approved of myself. I knew that I was a good person. I just happened to be an overweight, out of shape, good person. I also knew that someday I would get into shape. I would lose the weight. I just had really no idea how and when that was all going to happen. So finally, I very reluctantly concluded that someday needed to start now. It needed to start happening. And in order to do that, I was going to have to make some changes. So picture me completely unexcited. My first step in the process was to get on a scale, something that I had not done probably in a couple of years before this. So before I did it, I waited a couple of weeks and kind of sort of tried to eat better so that when I got on the scale, it would not be such a huge shock. Well, that didn't work because when I saw the number on the scale, I literally almost passed out. It was 199 pounds. So, and and again, I, I was not at my heaviest. So I know that at my heaviest, I was probably about 205, somewhere between 205 to 210. And I am five, five and a half. So you can kind of imagine what that looked like. I knew I had to start doing something. I also was smart enough to know that, Yes, I needed to change my eating habits, but I would lose weight quicker and easier if I also exercised. And I knew that if I didn't start exercising, I was going to have to be on some type of a diet plan for a long time. That, as I said before, did not thrill me. So I reluctantly decided, okay, I've got to, I've got to exercise. And when I, oh, um, the exercising really to me seemed to be the lesser of several evils. So I kind of went into that and I started working out gradually over time and really kind of to my surprise, the more I worked out, the better I felt. And I had always said for the past several years, I just, I thought that exercising would be exhausting. It would tire me out. So my, one of my excuses was always, I'm too tired to work out. I'm just too tired. Well, I start working out and I feel less tired. Surprise, surprise. 
And when I look back on this whole thing, really, my attitude doesn't even make any sense because when I was in college, then when I was working on my master's degree and in the early part of my marriage, I exercised regularly. I ran a marathon. I, not very fast, but I ran one. Um, I ran all the time. I mean, I, I did all this stuff. But then that changed when I got pregnant and had two young children. And I know for some of you, this is resonating. My boys, David and Joshua, are about two years and three months apart. And so I was working. Believe me, I was staying very busy, running a house, taking care of them. I was working part-time, going to school. And I had a 10 to 12-year period where I was just totally exhausted. Uh, I was eating a lot. I was not exercising at all. And I looked and felt it. So, again, started back again and gradually built on it. Working out has definitely been a journey for me, and it continues really to this day. A couple of weeks ago, well, I guess about a month ago now, I went out of town for Thanksgiving and was gone for, well, with the flying and everything, about a week out. And that totally took me out of my schedule completely. So I ended up not going to the gym for probably two or three weeks. And I typically go every uh, three, three times a week regularly. And I just wasn't going. So when I got back, again, there were things that were happening that were legitimate, but there were also excuses that I was making. And I finally literally had to force myself. I told my son, I'm going to the gym tomorrow. I want you to ask me if I went because I, I knew I needed some accountability. And he did. And I did. So I, I got back into it. But, you know, even when you have established routines, it is scary how easy it is to get out of them. So over the past few years, I have really learned that making time for exercise is a game changer for me. And it can be for you as well. So I want to talk about some of the benefits of working out and then give you some tips on how to actually do it that I hope you will find helpful. Okay, so some of the benefits of exercise. One is regular exercising can help you lose weight and then it can help you maintain a healthy weight so that so that you stay where you want to be. And again, it is much easier with exercising than without it. Another benefit is that it will help reduce the risk of heart disease or diabetes. And as we get older, this is kind of a real fear for a lot of people. As I said before, it increases your energy levels. Instead of feeling more tired and exhausted, you really have more pep in your step. You, you feel uh, more energized. It improves your mental health and your mood. So again, we talk about the mental and emotional health. Well, exercising helps with both of these, of course, as well as physical. It lessens depression, anxiety, and stress. When you exercise regularly, your body produces endorphins, dopamine, and serotonin. And these are the feel-good chemicals of your body. So that runner's high that you hear about, it really is a thing. You feel better when you work out. But you have to do it more than two minutes once a, once a month. That's just not, not going to do much. Um, it reduces your risk of falling because you are more coordinated and, and grounded. Um as we get older, that's a thing for a lot of us. I was at the movie uh, with my son a couple of weeks ago. 
we were walking through the parking lot into the movie theater and I tripped over. I just didn't see it. One of those concrete, uh, I don't know what you call them, like curb things that, you know, you when you're parking, you go right up against. I flat did not outsee it. And I went sprawling, scraped both of my hands, tore the knees of one of my pants. I still have scabs on my knees that are, are healing. Uh, it could have been much worse. Um, so because I am in such good shape, I'm convinced that's why it wasn't worse and why I have been healing very quickly because it really bothered me very little. I have been, you know, putting stuff on my knee, um, taking some Advil as I need to, but I've recovered from that very quickly. But regular exercise gives you a better sense of balance. So that's less of an issue. It helps you sleep better when you are working out regularly. Now, don't work out right before bedtime. That is not a good time to do it. And that will not help you sleep well. But if you're doing it during the day, it does help improve your sleep. It can help reduce pain. If you are having regular pain and you are working out regularly, that's less. And one of the things, I just figured this out yesterday, I tend to have either bursitis or arthritis in one of my hips. I'm not sure which one it is. And it really has been worse lately. It had gotten pretty good, gotten worse. And I was at the gym yesterday and I was doing the, the leg pushes, you know, with the weighted thing. And I thought, this is feeling better on my hip. You wouldn't think it would because I'm having pain, but doing that exercise made my hip actually feel better. And it did. I mean, for the first time in a while, I didn't have pain at night in my hip while I was sleeping. And I, I know it was the exercising. It can improve your sex life. Not a factor for me because I'm single, but a lot of you listening are married. And so it really can make that more enjoyable. It keeps your brain healthy and sharp. Thinking, memory, learning are all functioning better when you are working out. It can lower your blood pressure. Years ago, I had high blood pressure that was hereditary from my mom. Thanks, mom. Um, and I really, you know, I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, I didn't do any of the other things, but I had hereditary high blood pressure. And exercising is one of the things that helped get that down I had to take medication for about a year, and that's about when I started working out, and I haven't had to be on high blood pressure since. Now, it is still borderline high, but it's in the acceptable range, which I'm very thankful for. It makes you feel happier. It gives you a sense of accomplishment. Again, this week, I went to the gym Monday and Wednesday. It was the first time in about three weeks, and I just felt this this sense of accomplishment. I'm, I'm just patting myself on the back as I leave. And I felt better. My body felt better. And again, I'm exercising all the time anyway, but I go to the gym because I run and walk and I'm on my rebounder, do all these things. That's mostly lower body. So when I go to the gym, I'm mostly working on upper body because I don't get that when I'm running. So it makes me feel good. It strengthens your bone and your muscles, bones and muscles. So those are always good. So some benefits of exercising that apply more for women, the ones that I just mentioned, kind of can apply to anybody. It can help counteract mood swings. When our estrogen levels drop, such as before or after our period or doing, during menopause, we lose some serotonin. This can cause depression and or anxiety. Exercises releases endorphins that can help eliminate depression and anxiety without the need for medication. 
I came across, I'm kind of a research nerd, came across this research study that found women who exercised had an 18 to 25% improvement in anxiety and depression symptoms over those who, who didn't. That's pretty significant. It prevents bone loss and osteoporosis. This is something my mom struggled with before she died. Um, and she had to be very careful with this. Well, regular exercise, even though as women we have thinner bones than men and we lose bone strength as we age, regular exercise definitely helps with this. It helps build stronger bones so that you don't have all the worries about fallings and, and fragile bones. Using exercise bands, lifting weights, or just standing and rising up on your toes helps build flex helps build sorry flexibility strength and can help prevent falls again some of this is going to be overlapping but it's it's good to say it regular exercise can reduce your risk of dementia or alzheimers because it keeps your brain sharp your thinking is better um daily exercise is just a tool that helps with a lot of things and for me, as I get older, I want to be as mentally sharp and as physically healthy as I can be. Exercise is like the number one thing on my list that I do. It's great for reproductive health. Regular exercise is helpful if you're trying to get pregnant. I'm not at you know 65, kind of done with that. But also it can help you stay healthy during pregnancy and after. It can help you stay at a good, healthy weight. And one thing that can make it difficult to get pregnant is if you are overweight. So if you're exercising regularly, again, that is one of the benefits. It can reduce your risk of breast cancer. And that's worth a little time and sweat. So again, there are lots of benefits. I know that some of these you all have probably heard before. It's not like it's anything new, but sometimes these bear repeating. So you may wonder, why am I making such a big deal out about this? Uh, out of this? We all know that we need to be working out regularly. So most of us are probably already doing it, right? Yeah, I wish. No, we're not. A study in 2019 said that the average American has about five hours of leisure a day. The average American woman spends, are you ready? 14 minutes of that time daily working out. Men are not much better. In case you're curious, they spend 24 minutes a day working out. So what are we doing with the rest of those leisure hours? Well, we're doing really amazing and productive things like being on social media, watching TV, texting our friends. Those are kind of the things that we're doing. Now, I want to, before any of you start screaming, no, we do not all have five hours of leisure time a day. Depends on your stage of life. You may not, if you have young children at home, you may not have five minutes a day. But that's just the average. So, most of us have more leisure time than we realize. We just need to be more aware, more mindful uh, about how we are using it. So we've established that exercise is good for you, something you probably already knew. And I bet you now you're wondering, okay, I know I should be doing it. How do I get started? All right. In order to find that out, let's figure out a few things. The first thing is, what kind of exerciser are you? I've always classified exercisers in three categories. The first one is large group exercisers. These are people who like a big class, maybe 20 to 30 people in a spin class or uh, aerobics class. And they like to go to the gym or to the dance studio and they, they do it there. 
Next one is a small group exerciser. So if that's you, you like to get together, maybe with three or four friends, you walk in the neighborhood or bicycle together or run together. So you want some people with you, but you don't want this big crowd, three or four. The last one is solo, which is pretty self-explanatory, doing it by yourself. And it really is important to figure this out, ladies, because for years when I first got married, I kept trying aerobics classes because everybody I knew was doing aerobics and loved it, thought it was wonderful. So I thought, okay, I guess I should do it too. Hated it. I hated the big classes. And I finally figured out I don't like either the large group or the small groups. I am a solo exerciser. Now, having said that, if you are a solo exerciser, you only get to do that if you will actually do it. I love working out by myself. I will do it. So you can't say, well, I'm a solo exerciser and then never do it. You have to be doing it, just so you know. Next thing, where do you prefer to work out? At a facility, like a yoga studio or an exercise uh, place, like a gym? Or do you prefer to do it at home? You kind of need to figure that out as well. Because again, I kept trying to go to gyms for years, take classes. It was not working until I finally figured out I don't like going to a gym. Now, I have changed that recently, um, and I didn't like classes. Now, I do want to make a note. If you are someone who likes to go somewhere, that's great. But there will be days when you can't because you have to stay home with a sick child or you're waiting for a repair person, which I had to do the other day, and you can't go anywhere. You have to be at home. So it is really important that if you like to go someplace to work out, that you have a home backup or backups that you can do. Because otherwise what will happen is you can't do your regular thing and you have no backup. So you just think, oh, well, darn, I guess I can't work out today. This happened to me so many times when I was starting back exercising. I would get going for a couple of weeks to a couple of months. Something would happen to throw my routine to pieces. And then I would not work out at all. I remember one time in Oklahoma City, my boys were probably late um, elementary school or early middle school. And Oklahoma City had an ice storm, which they just never did. And so we were at home. And at that point, I was walking and running around the neighborhood. Well, I'd never been around ice before. I didn't know. And I thought, oh, that's fine. I, You know, it doesn't look too bad. I can do this. So I bundled up, went outside. I did not make it on the sidewalk as far as the mailbox before I was slipping and sliding everywhere. And I realized, okay, I really can't do this. I will break a leg. So I turned around and went back inside, which was okay, except I had no backup. So we couldn't go anywhere for three or four days. The roads were terrible. The uh, officials were asking everybody to stay at home unless you absolutely had to. So we had power, which was nice. I remember we cooked and baked and ate a lot. We played games, watched TV, movies. We had a great time, but I went completely off my weight loss and exercise plan. And it took me several months to get back on. Whereas had I had a backup and, and had the mentality that, okay, I'm going to try to do this, but if I can't do that, then I will go to plan B and have plan B ready, I would have done better. So a couple of cautionary notes before we get into uh, some concrete steps on how to get started. If you have not exercised in a while 
it, and if you're really out of shape, please consult your doctor first. Just let him or her know what you're trying to do and see if there's anything that you need to be cautious about. They'll tell you if there is and just pay attention to whatever they're telling you. The next thing is, if it's been years to never since you've worked out, start slowly. 10 to 15 minutes a day of brisk walking or even moderate walking three to four times a week is plenty to start out with. I, I had a client in my office just this morning who is recovering for, from some surgery and her doctor has cleared her to work out, but we were discussing the fact that she needs to keep it moderate. So we were talking about the three to four times a week, walking outside. There are times when you just need to, to start slowly. Now, you can start there. It doesn't mean you have to stay there. In fact, you shouldn't. As you do that for a couple of weeks, then you can gradually increase the amount of time that you're walking and the intensity or the speed that you're walking at. And you should keep doing that regularly. Okay, how to get started. All right, I have four steps to get you going back into exercise or into exercise if you've never done it. The first thing is figure out what kind of exercise you are going to do. Now, keep listening, because once I get through with this little section here, I'm going to start talking about all different kinds of exercise, and hopefully you'll find one or two that you like, or let's be real, that you will dislike less than some of the others. Okay, after you figure out, and I would try to get at least two, three is better, because again, you have options. If you do the same exercise all the time, your muscles get used to it, and you stop getting the benefit. It's better if you have several that you can switch off to. Decide how long you want to work out and how frequently. So something like 20 minutes four times a week or 30 minutes five days a week is good. And again, as I said, you just gradually increase the amount of time and the intensity of what you're doing. Now, here is a very important step. Once you have decided what you're going to do and how often you want to do it, put it in your calendar. If you just think it's going to happen by itself, which is what I kept thinking, it will magically just happen. I'll just do it. No, it did not work for me. It might work for you. It never did for me. I had to put it in my calendar. And if your day is crammed full, you may need to get up 20 to 30 minutes earlier and get your workout in first thing in the morning. You've got it over with. You start your day out really well. And this is what I had to do several years ago, again, when I was just getting back into exercising. I was teaching at Mid-America Christian University. I lived in North Oklahoma City, or almost in Edmond, for those of you who are familiar with it. And I was teaching, uh, Mid-America is, I think it's in Norman or Stillwater. Anyway, it's South Oklahoma City. So I had quite a drive to get there. And... It, in order to avoid traffic, I was trying to leave pretty early. So I ended up, when I decided I needed to work out, and first thing in the morning was about the only time I could do it, I got up at 5.30 every morning to do 20 to 30 minutes on my rebounder. And did I enjoy that part? No, but I felt better. And what was really interesting is once I did that, a lot of times once I got to school, if I had 15 or 20 minutes, I would go for a walk around the campus which normally I would not have done, but I just, I felt good. So I would do that. So exercising first thing in the morning is really a good way to start your day. And I promise you will start feeling good about it once your body gets over the shock and your day will go smoother. Okay, now if mornings are not your friend, and that's okay if they're not, 
then later in the day is probably going to be a better bet for you. So maybe a run in the park or a brisk walk after work, or maybe stopping at the gym on your way home is better for you. Again, figure out what's going to work for you. Probably the most important guideline of the four is you've got to set yourself up for success. So what I mean by that is if you are going to get up early to work out, make sure you get to bed at a reasonable time. Okay. Lay out your clothes and your gear the night before so that there's no excuse. When I was getting up at 530, I had everything out in an area where I could get at it because I didn't want to be stumbling around in the dark, waking people up and trying to find things. So I had it all in the bathroom. I could go there. I could change clothes and get going. If you are stopping at the gym or the yoga studio or whatever on the way home, then one of the ways to set yourself up for success is to pack a bag with what you need, put it in your car the night before so that no excuses, you are ready to do it. Also, if stopping off somewhere on your way home means that you're going to be getting home later and it probably will, then you may want to pick up dinner on the way home or maybe put something in the crock pot that morning so that when you get home, all you have to do is boil some pasta, warm up some vegetables or something, and you're ready to eat. Do whatever you can to help you actually get that workout in. Anticipate and plan for roadblocks because they will be there. Okay, let's talk about some different types of exercising that you can do. And ladies, there are so many, so many. Walking. Walking is a great one to start. If you have not done exercising in ever or in a long time, I really highly recommend that you start with walking. You need a good pair of shoes, comfortable clothes. And I also recommend strongly, weather permitting, that you walk outside. Now, I live in Texas, y'all. It gets hot. So in the summer, I end up running a lot of times before six o'clock. And even then, because of the humidity, even though the sun's not even all the way out yet, I am dripping when I get home. But I'm done. And it's much worse later during the day. So you know, be outside if you can, enjoy it, but walking is a good one. Talked about a gym or a yoga studio where you can take some classes. If you are the large group type of person, this is probably going to work better for you. And you may really not know what to do to work out. So if you're in a class, they're going to tell you what to do. So that that may be a good choice for you. One that I love, 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 love is water exercise of any type. Water walking, water aerobics, swimming laps. I grew up on swim teams, totally love it. And I love working out in water. There are some great benefits to it. One is there is a lot less stress on your joints because you've got that water cushioning everything. You also get what I call double exercise. You're moving, you're burning calories, and you have the water resistance as well. So it's it really is a double thing. The other thing I like about swimming is that it is a full body workout. Again, I do a lot of running and walking and jumping, which is all great, but it's all lower body. Well, swimming is upper and lower, so it's good for everything. Another one that I have done for years is what is called a rebounder. If you all are not familiar with that, you can look it up online. You'll see it. There are these little round trampolines that you can run, walk, or jump on. And it's the same type of thing as being in the water, it cushions because it it has give. So it's not hard on your joints. I love it for that. There are some 
rebounders you can get that have like a, a balance or a stability bar. So if balance is an issue, you can get one of those and that will help you not fall over. I have had a rebounder, not the same one, for like, gosh, 25, 30 years I've worked out on them. And when I had done that for several years, I ended up wondering, is this really even good exercise? It felt like it was, but I didn't know. So I did a search on uh, benefits of rebounding. And yes, y'all, it is a great exercise. It's good for like every system in your body. And I'm going to read some of this because I'm not going to remember it all. It improves balance and coordination. It helps relieve anxiety. I love that. It stimulates the lymphatic system. And that's the system in your body that helps fight disease. So it really does help you stay healthier. It's easier on the joints. Rebounding eliminates eliminates 80% of the shock that you have when you land on a hard surface, when you walk around. 80%. That's amazing. Stimulate your metabolism. Again, so it helps with weight loss. Rebounders can be easy and portable. Some actually come um, with a carrying case. You can fold them up and put them in a case so you can take them with you. And as I said, some have this bar that you can hold on to if balance is an issue for you. It strengthens your heart. It improves your endurance. It helps you sleep better. It improves self-confidence. One of the things that I kept thinking, this is nuts when I first started, when I was rebounding, my allergies weren't as bad. And I thought, am I making this up? No, it it does help. NASA uses trampolines to train their astronauts. I think that's very cool. And I don't know if y'all remember, but a few years ago, well, probably more than a few now, the Olympics added uh, trampoline events, I don't know what they're called, to their roster of approved events. I thought that was very cool. Um, so another thing that you can do, one that I've done also for years is called walkathome.com. And this is an online fitness program. There are a lot of others. You don't have to use this one. I like this one because it is walking in place and it is inside. As much as I love being outside, there are times when I can't do it. If I get home and it's dark by the time I'm working out, I'm a single woman. I can be kind of a klutz. I don't have good eyesight. I'm not running or walking in the dark. I mean, I, I, it wouldn't be safe. And I could just see myself tripping and falling and, you know, breaking my leg or something. So there are times when I need to be indoors. And so I love walkathome.com. It has one to five mile walks. There are four basic steps to it. And they have an app that you can get that you can load on multiple devices. And so they have all these walks on there. I did one just the other day. I think it was a two or a three mile walk. Um, but you do it right, right inside your house. And it's nice. It's another really good one if you're starting out. Because if you are just starting out, and you're walking and you get two miles away <laughs> and you're not feeling good and you want to get home, you have to walk two miles back. I mean, I guess you could call somebody. But if you're doing this type of thing or really any other type of online program, you just pause it. You sit down, take a few deep breaths. Then you start it again if you feel like it. And again, there's a bunch. There's Beachbody.com. Um, my son loves it. I think it's PX Insanity, which really does look insane. I'm not doing that one. But there's there's tons. There, I, I've seen one that I'm really intrigued by. It's a mirror thing. You look into the mirror and there are these classes going on. So find some online things if you want, if that appeals to you. Bicycling. Bicycling is a great, especially lower body workout, and it also gets you outside. Also, the thing I like about 
bicycling, walking, and running, you can do this with small groups. There's a lot of neighborhood groups that that will do that. So you don't have to do it by yourself if you don't want to. An organized sport like uh, tennis or racquetball. I tried playing tennis when I was in college. I spent my whole time chasing the balls. It was not much fun. I liked racquetball better for a couple of reasons. One is the ball doesn't go as far. It's in the court somewhere. The other thing is that you can play with a partner or it can be just you. It doesn't matter. So that is a really good one for your heart if you like that. So what I've talked about right now, that really just scratches the surface of what is available, ladies. There are so many. Don't be afraid to try new things that you haven't tried before. Go for it. You are not going to like everything that you try, okay? I've tried golf before. I'm terrible at it, and I hate it. I love the being outside part. I just don't like the trying to hit the little ball, probably because I'm not very good at it. I'm not the best with eye-hand coordination. But you may try some things that you absolutely love. If you really hate it, fine. Cross it off your list. Don't do it again. So those are some that you can try. And I'd love to hear from you guys as to what's working for you. What do you like? And as always, remember, the messages that we give ourselves about exercise are so important. It makes such a huge difference. They can help establish or break the habit that we're trying to get going. So here are some positive messages about exercise you can give yourself to help make the transition a little easier. Having an exercise routine is very important to me. I have made this a part of my daily schedule. Okay, another one. Exercise releases endorphins. This makes me feel happy and good, which is also true. Last one. I feel healthy, happy, strong, and confident when I work out regularly. So try some of those or make up your own, but work on changing the messages that you give yourself because those are an important part of how you stay in shape or don't. Okay, I'm gonna close this section by seeing what God tells us about exercise. Now, none of the verses that I have found talk about doing push-ups or going to the gym. Okay, no big surprise. But there are actually several that really can be applied to working out. Here are some of my favorites. Romans 12, 1. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Another one that I like, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. We all need to be glorifying God with our bodies more. Hebrews 12, 1. Boy, this is one that will get you thinking. Therefore, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us rid ourselves of every obstacle and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race set before us. And probably one of my favorite verses of all time, Isaiah 40, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So again, working out is very biblical. And I hope that you guys will start doing that. Okay, I'm going to close with a fun fact about Waco. At one time, Waco had the nicknames Six Shooter Junction, say that three times, and Athens of Texas. These sound contradictory, but Waco is really where the Wild West 
meant the Old South. So there was this juxtaposition there. Waco was platted in 1849. So that means it's about 173 years old. I didn't realize that until I did some research. And the community grew along with the surrounding cotton industry. There were cattle drives right through Waco because the Chisholm Trail goes right through Waco. And there were lots of cowboys and saloons. It was kind of a wild time. One of Waco's signature attractions, the suspension bridge, had thousands of cattle crossing the Brazos River on it. You can see the bridge, and then there are some bronze cattle statues of it along the Riverwalk. It's very cool. All right, ladies, I hope that this recording was helpful to you. And if you are not working out regularly, please get back into it. Honestly, you are going to be very thankful that you did. Quit making the excuses. I've made all of them. And it's really not worth it. You're going to feel better. You're going to function better once you start exercising.